Hey everyone, and welcome to the Age Sister Podcast. Today I am joined by Carolyn McGilvery. Carolyn is just one of the most amazing people that I know. She's one of those people who just makes your life that much better. Um, Carolyn does so many things. She creates wellness workshops and classes for individuals and for nonprofits and um, corporations. She's a Qigong instructor, which is amazing. She does personal training. She does personal fitness. Um, she's a big believer in breath work and movement and mindset and around the healing properties around those things. Um, she uses a lot of play and fun in her workouts um, and has really encouraged her clients to explore their surroundings and explore what feels good. So this includes things like bar and pole dancing and aerial yoga, ballet. Um, so just all sorts of things, even playground workouts. So beyond this, Carolyn also has been a huge part of the community, um, including serving on a steering committee for the Carnegie Alley Health Fair in Vancouver's downtown east side. And for those listeners who um, are listening from uh, different locations. Vancouver's downtown east side is um, one of the, the highest levels of poverty in neighborhoods in North America. So there's a huge amount of need. Um, Carolyn also uh, does um, an amazing job and has started an amazing organization with um, an organization called Beauty Night. So in Beauty Night, um, Carolyn, well, I'm gonna let her tell you more about it as we go along. Cause it's just, it's such an amazing story and it's such an amazing organization. And I am so happy and proud to call Carolyn my friend. Um, so welcome, Carolyn. Thank you. And right back at you, Kate, you're pretty amazing yourself. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, you know, maybe we can start off. You can just tell me about how you came to be doing all of these ama amazing things that you're doing, um, you know, wherever you want to start in that journey. Just take us um, through. Well, for me, uh, health and wellness became really important. I started off my, I'd say my career, my first one was acting, so singing, dancing, acting, writing, and producing. And from there, ended up uh, volunteering at a shelter in the downtown east side and one of the women came in who had dealt with a lot of trauma that's probably the most delicate way to put it she didn't want to eat sleep and when I asked what she wanted she told me she just wanted to feel clean so I ended up getting her a towel after she had her shower we tried to find some fresh clothing that didn't have any body fluids on it and there was a curling urn in the donation pile. So we ended up um, plugging it in. And when it got warm enough to do her hair, we realized that uh, she wasn't able to get her arm up because it had, just in terms of the mobility, had been affected by the trauma she'd experienced. And so I did what anybody would do. I offered to do her hair. So from there, uh, we laughed a lot because I was really bad at doing hair. And from there, I ended up um, giving her, well, she gave me a hug at the end of the night, thanking me for making her feel human. So 
right from there, when I went home that night, it was just like, wow, I don't really know what to do with this. This was a pretty amazing experience. And every time I came out to volunteer at the soup kitchen, uh, more and more women started asking me to do their hair and makeup. And I'm not a makeup artist, even after all these years. I'm not. That was 20 years ago. From there, I got more curious about just health and wellness in general and how it affected people. So as I eventually created an organization called Beauty Night um, for the last 20 years, we've done been doing a lot of work to help foster healthy self-esteem uh, by providing wellness, life skill development and makeovers uh, for women who reside in shelters, um, recovery centers, and uh, sometimes in very scary situations. So we've been doing all that work, but I found for myself, because I was still writing while I was starting Beauty Night, I ended up um, doing a story about pole dancing for fitness and from there, they ended up uh, asking me if I wanted to become an instructor. So while I was doing all the frontline work in the downtown east side, I eventually became instructor trainer. It was all that musical theater stuff. Uh, <laughs> and um, for a company called Aradia Fitness, which had 21 franchises across the country. And just over the years, as I've grown, I've added different modalities with it. I'm one of those people who absolutely hates going to the gym. But I really, really, really love group fitness. Um, I love the connection of people in classes. There's been times over the years, even when I used to dance, uh, where I'd show up at Harbor Dance Center to take class because I'd promised somebody else who was as another student in class that I'd be there for the next class. And I didn't have their phone number. So even if I didn't feel like going, I would still show up. So <laughs> there's uh, something magical about that. But for me... I really love movement. I love breathing. And with that, the more opportunities I have to play. And I'm always super curious because I find uh, things that I love and what works for me keeps evolving. So I keep adding to that. And with the work I do with the women in the East Side as well, uh, being able to nourish them too. Because I've realized for me, I have to make sure I keep myself very healthy. Uh, in terms of my self-care practices so I can hold space uh, for people who may need a little bit more love from time to time. Mm, so true. And, you know, Carolyn, if I had one word for you, it would be healer, right? And I, I really think of you as a healer. And I think, how have you seen a difference in self-care or maybe some of the things to think about in self-care during this pandemic you know it's it's probably the first time that many people are turning their attention to self-care what are your what are your thoughts on that I think self-care has a bad reputation mm -hmm. uh, sometimes people think of it as bubble bath and yet soaking in warm water I was just reading a study earlier today which I'll have to see if I can find it on Facebook again, but it was interesting where it was cited about um, why it was really beneficial for people to be by water. And one of the things I've noticed is sometimes with the self-care piece, because we're isolated. So people who say perhaps went to a gym or a yoga studio, all of a sudden, because of all the lockdowns, they've lost their own rituals in terms of what we consider self-care. Um, and it's been hard for some people working out online. It just doesn't work for them taking a Zoom class, uh, et cetera. So one of the pieces I found really of value has been 
um, I believe it's called a life balance wheel, where you gauge yourself in regards to how you're feeling on a scale of one to 10, 10 being amazing, one being, okay, we need to get some work done. So everything from your physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, financial, family, home, uh, career, your education. And I think in each of those areas, there's different parts. And then from there, thinking about what activities are beneficial for self-care. And it starts with doing that balance wheel first, because if we can see where we're at, it may be something like, say we're really stressed out, but that stress is becoming because, uh, you know, we haven't invoiced um, or we haven't paid a visa bill or something like that. So sometimes that self-care may be something like that. Whereas other times it may be where we've been online so much that we need to unplug, we need to go for a walk in nature. So by taking that time to kind of evaluate, where am I right now? What are the areas that I really need to nourish? But also giving yourself credit where it's like, okay, I've been doing pretty good with this. I've been having a bath every night. Maybe I've been doing some meditation or going for a run every morning. Whatever those things are, those are the good things. Where do I need to shift? And always knowing that when we put a little bit of energy towards something, something's going to give somewhere else. So being kind to yourself. Mm, that's so true. And you and I were talking just before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about some shifts in our health as we, you know, come into midlife. Um, how do you think that is different for women as they get older? Just some of the things around self-care and, and taking care of yourself in terms of, you know, some of the great programs that you offer? I think some of the big pieces is our bodies do shift. So mm -hmm. from, of course, if you go back to teenage years where we go through puberty, we go through our 20s, our 30s, and sometimes in that time, and even in our 40s, having children, then hitting perimenopause, menopause, then after menopause. And with that, with the hormonal changes in our bodies and as our bodies age, being kind to ourselves because what worked for you when you were 15 years old isn't necessarily going to work now. Where I do find as I've, I've aged things that I loved when I was younger, things like I spent a lot of time in ballet class singing and doing musical theater, uh, going rollerblading, where now I'll be honest, once I started teaching pole back in 2004, I got a little freaked out because I fell um, and injured an elbow or a knee or a wrist that was going to affect my livelihood. So I had to start reconsidering. And that was as early as my 30s at that stage where I stopped going rollerblading as much as much as I loved it. And so just being kind to ourselves where and recognizing you may not be 15 anymore. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you're absolutely fantastic and terrific exactly as you are now and mm -hmm. not competing with your previous self by giving yourself permission to play where it's like, okay, that worked for me then. And sometimes it may be where something you really loved as a kid revisiting it. So perhaps maybe, um, I'm not sure with COVID, but I was going to say like joining a soccer team or you know, perhaps playing tennis or something, because that was something you loved when you were a kid. So re-exploring some things, but bearing in mind, not everything's going to be the same. I know myself, I spent a couple of years uh, rehabbing my right knee after uh, trying to do a couple things on Instagram. 
including uh, forgetting that I'm not 14 anymore and doing trying to do toe touch jumps on the trampoline while I was singing Papa Don't Preach. Yes, oh. I grew up to Madonna <laughs> and ended up landing on the springs on my ankle, which of oh. course was a lovely domino effect to the knee. Uh, so <laughs> with oh. that, I'm just as guilty of it. And it's easy to forget, especially when we have what my boyfriend would call member berries where things come up that remind us of things that made us feel really good. Um, and so being kind to yourself, uh, recognizing that we have evolved and with that, knowing that there's nothing wrong with trying certain things, but also when I think back to when I was doing toe touch jumps, I was dancing uh, three to four hours a day, uh, mm -hmm. five or six days a week. And so I, it wasn't like me not doing it for 10 years and attempting to do those kinds of jumps. <laughs> I had actually put in all that practice, um, that persistence and that dedication uh, to my practice to be able to get to that level. Mm. It's kind of like sometimes I see with uh, some of the classes I teach in personal training where sometimes people come in and they remember where they're at. Uh, we just did the run for resilience for Beauty Night Society where it was a five or 10K walk run. And I'm really glad you suggested um, on in regards to encouraging people to walk as well. Because with the pandemic, I've noticed uh, because of the stay home piece, a lot of people did stay home where I know for myself, I stopped um, doing the 10,000 steps a day where that was just normal, where I didn't even think about that. That was minimal for a long time. And then because we're staying at home for me teaching on Zoom, that changed too. And I know for some of my students, same thing. And we compete with ourselves even as up to last year where it's like, okay, last year I was uh, able to run 10K or whatever we were at and comparing ourselves to our past selves where it's like that took time to build your muscles, tendons, and ligaments take time to adapt to different activities. And it's uh, remembering patience, which is not one of my virtues personally. <laughs> And that's why sometimes it is good to have a coach or being in class and having people who can hold you accountable. And that accountability is not, not just the, okay, get out there and do it, but it's also, okay, maybe, if, and I'm going to use running as an analogy because it's something that I love a lot these days. Mm -hmm. It may be uh, doing a shuffle where you're, you're dragging your feet a little bit more where there's less impact, but you're still able to keep that longevity of, of the amount um, of uh, distance you want to go, but doing it in a very safe, kind way, perhaps running on asphalt or running on a trail as opposed to on the concrete, so less impact. So making those modifications as we come back to things. Um, for somebody who might be doing yoga, maybe starting off with uh, a half a class or giving yourself permission and it's hard when the endorphins kick in especially mm -hmm. if you're used to a hardcore vinyasa practice and you haven't done a headstand in a year well that's going to be it took you time to get there in the first place so remembering that and honoring your past self by thinking about all that dedication and time you took into that and trusting that it may look a little bit different now but there's no reason when you put your mindset and your persistence to those pieces that you will get different things out of your practice. And who knows, you may get headstands really quickly if that was in your practice before. 
but trying to practice persistence and kindness to your body. Mm, we only yeah. get one. <laughs> so true. Such a good reminder, you know, and I, I was thinking about that, that idea that, you know, a lot of women have been really sedentary during this time and they want to get back to activities. One thing that I love that you do is you do some activities that were, are kind of outside the box. And I love that idea for women as they're, you know, in midlife and getting older, that they would think about some of these activities as well. Like you pole dance and you do aerial yoga and you do bunny yoga. Um, what do you think about that for women, you know, as they go back to activity? I love how you describe that. Just, you know, being kind to yourself, dialing it back. But what about thinking about some different activities just to mix things up? I fully encourage it. Things like bungee fitness, I love, love, love. It's mm -hmm. one of those things where I have <laughs> jumped a little bit too much in case anybody's wondering. You actually have a bungee cord wrapped around where you're in a harness. Um, so sometimes you'll be, say, doing like grapevine and then doing a, a normal jump. But if you jump a little too far, I've actually had the whole thing drag me back on the floor before. Oh. <laughs> and then like a horror movie where, you know, you get dragged under the bed or something. And you're kind of scared about it. And it makes me laugh, but because it's less impact, because you've got things like that, aerial yoga, it's, I dare I say, because you've got a hammock, it can be like a deep tissue massage, um, which can be very good for intestines, uh, really great for our spine mm. as well. There's something nice about being upside down. And for pole, I love it on multiple levels, both all the aerial pieces as well as I just like being upside down and it's mm -hmm. definitely you can play with at the playground too. It doesn't have to necessarily be in a class if anybody is in an area where you may not have access to a studio. And I know sometimes Xpole, which is a great brand, they're sometimes on back order these days because people have been wanting to do things from home. But it uh, can be really fun. I think the magic in it, why I fell in love with teaching it is because it's kind of like being a little kid. Because you know when you watch children at the playground, they're fearless. Um, mm. They hang upside down, they hang with one arm, they run, they do all sorts of crazy, wonderful stuff. And what I love about being able to take your feet off the ground and watching people's face the first time they take their feet off the ground and spin is their eyes light up the way kids do. And I think there's some magic in that. And when we connect that with our movement, our wellness, and our breath work, it can be really empowering in other levels of our life where it kind of gives people a little bit of an extra bounce in their step where it's like, okay, I hang upside down today. I spun mm -hmm. around a pole. Um, I did a straddle upside down in aerial yoga, whatever it was but it starts making you think about other areas of our lives so say we want to start a business say we want to do something else um there have been some studies and i may bow to you kate on this one but where when people start to feel strong enough to fight back and because i've done so much work with many women who've experienced domestic violence it's been an interesting thing where when people start to feel strong, they start believing that other types of change are possible. And sometimes they're able to start looking at the other areas that they want to change. And if I go back to that life balance wheel, 
we're able to take a big breath and go on strong. Um, I call it putting my Doc Martens on where it's just like my feet feel really grounded and heavy, rooted into the ground. I can take a big breath and I can look at these other areas. So whether it's something hard, like maybe your power of attorney for an aging parent or a caregiver, uh, maybe there's been challenging uh, situations with your child because maybe you're having to homeschool now for a kid or your kid hasn't been able to go to university in the same way because of um, things going on. It helps us just breathe and go, okay, I'm actually strong and I'm tough. And that's one thing I love about the physical piece when we, um, we, when we actually strengthen our bodies it helps us strengthen our spirit as well and our mindset and realize that so much cool stuff is possible. Mm, it just starts with giving ourselves permission to play. Love that. So Carolyn, where could our listeners find out more about all the amazing things that you do? Where can they connect with you? They can definitely collect with, connect with me on my website at uh, carolinemcgillivray.com or beautynightsociety.com. That said, I will be very honest, I am much better at updating our Instagram accounts, both for my personal, for Caroline McGillivray, and which is Caroline underscore McGillivray, and Beauty Night Society, than I am with the website. And on that note, Kate, I'm just going to bow to you in advance, because I know you're going to be giving me a hand with that for Beauty Night. So thank you. There you, you go. <laughs> then I'll be able to actually update it. It's so broken right now. So. Oh, my pleasure. It's such a great organization. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, I just, again, you're just doing such good work in the community and, and with people individually and in groups. It's just fantastic. So um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me.